Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ford. Joined I'm Julia by... Delba. <laughs> and we're also joined by Julia Delba and joined by Randy Smith and a little bit of an echo. I wonder where this echo is coming from. Um, if this is your first episode, I apologize, but we are going to do what we do every week. And that is change the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time through the racial draft. But before we do that, Let's uh, talk to our, our guests. Uh, Julia, how's it going? It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been busy with stuff. I'm glad to be back. Glad to have you. And Randy, how goes things? Uh, I, I had a, a few uh, flubs throughout the week, a couple of glitches and, and gaps, but I'm still here. All right. Well, glitches and gaffes are, are, are par for the course in, uh, in our current uh, state of affairs. This yeah. uh, the season finale of America. Um, we don't know <laughs> if it's going to be the split season like they like with a, a Stranger Things or a Better Call Saul. But, you know, uh, it, it, you know, the, the writers are just throwing everything at the wall. That, well, at hopefully point. it's only the midseason finale. <laughs> I, would, I would like to have a little bit longer run. <laughs> Well, you know what they say, uh, you got to get those streaming numbers up so that, uh, <laughs> so that, so that they'll, they'll renew, renew the franchise. But, uh, you know, it's not looking good, not looking good, not looking good for, for America. Um, but, um, yeah, let's, let, I guess we should dive into our news, our nerd news, um, and start where, you know, start at the place that everybody else is starting at. And that is with some love and with some thunder. Uh, big movie came out this week, guys. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a. Uh, it's called uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. It's this thing, this obscure thing called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, uh, I, I love. I love how you leaned over and checked your notes <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, the movie. Uh, the movie made a uh, three hundred and two million dollars worldwide, or uh, over you know worldwide, including a hundred and fifty nine. A million internationally and 143 million uh, domestically. A little bit short. I think. I think some of the industry projections were 150 uh, for a domestic start. So little, 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 little dip, but still ahead of 19% ahead of Thor Ragnarok. Um, you know, obviously, people like to speculate on how these movies are going to do and whether that's some kind of gauge of uh, the health or the lack thereof of the Marvel franchise. Uh, Julia, what are your thoughts of uh, how the movie performed the first weekend? Well, it did all right, I guess. <laughs> it did better than Ragnarok, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, the cinema score has me a little you know, on its prospect. It got a B plus, which is the same as Doctor Strange, which did not have very good legs. However, I know there's less big movies coming out in the next little while than there was after Doctor Strange. So that right, there's not a Top Gun. No, there's not a talk on it. There's Nope and there's Bullet Train. But then again, there's still those minions out there and there's still Jurassic and Top Gun still in theater. So there are other options for people. But again, we'll see how the rest of the summer plays out with that because there really aren't a lot more movies. Coming yeah. And one thing that, you know, as I was, as you know, kind of listening to some of the discourse around the movie, one thing that I think might help the movie compared to a Doctor Strange, you know, there was a little bit of talk about how Doctor Strange kind of leans into the horror elements. And, you know, it was kind of scary. I think that this movie's tone might make it uh, a little bit more family friendly um, as far as like uh, kids 
and and people um and, and you know people with small children kind of enjoying this movie so i think that might give it a little bit more legs than than doctor strange had um but we'll see you know obviously in certain parts of the country uh there are some political uh forces that might uh, lead them to not want to support the movie um but we'll see Oh, yeah, there's some gay stuff in this movie. Less than you would think based on the way the cast and crew have been talking about it, but it's there. So Yeah, but, you know, you know, the, the, I don't know what the how the math works, but it's like, you know, one, it's like a theory of relativity. It's like one ounce, one ounce of gay equals one pound of hate or something, you know? I feel like, I mean, if if you don't mention that stuff, then you get a little bit less negative negative backlash and all of that stuff. I mean, I, I could understand, unfortunately, the calculus of being like, yes, sure, we give you the, the leeway to make this movie, do the content that you want to do, get your creative freedom, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> doesn't mean we have to advertise it. <laughs> you know, like kind of like, yeah, you you can you can uh have that uh that lifestyle, just just don't shove it in our faces, even though we're gonna profit off of your movie <laughs> sure but i mean you know unfortunately like i know i would assume that that not too many of our listeners are big fox news watchers but you know they they have a way of kind of distorting um you know the truth you so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean there's a there there's there's definitely a universe in which they can say that a movie like thor love and thunder is 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 trying to excuse me indoctrinate kids against you know or so you know whatever whatever it is that they're 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 I mean, claim, look, claiming if, to be for if, you know if you are watching a movie that stars the norse god of thunder <laughs> then then i i think i think that uh you know if there are any any worries about indoctrination I, i'm not sure how you can sidestep the 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 pagan deities and be like it's it's the gay that's the problem that's that's the issue here like <laughs> yeah i mean you make a good point you make a good point you know there there's a the, a character is literally called the god butcher um so maybe christian <laughs> fundamentalists are not your uh target audience there so fair all fair points randy uh good 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 here um, but yeah, so so Thor, Thor did his thing. Thor is still the state of Thor is still uh, somewhat strong. Um, like I said before, 143 domestically. Um, we will somewhat awkwardly transition, I suppose, from Thor to kind of Comic Con as a whole, um, because we're just two weeks away from San Diego Comic Con, which I guess no one on this podcast is going to make it to. Right, wait, Julia? No, no, maybe. No. Uh, well, we'll see the way my bank account is set up. <laughs> well, listen, the way my bank account has been set up. <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Comic Con twenty twenty five, but not definitely not twenty twenty two. But I'm gonna try to run through the major franchises that are going to be uh, involved in Comic Con. Um, we're going to get. Um, on the first day, the Thursday, the 21st, uh, we're going to get a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons, Teen Wolf, the movie, National Treasure, Edge of History, uh, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, SpongeBob, 
Severance, which is a, a show that that I love and I think I podcasted about. Uh, Harley Quinn, advanced screening. Yeah. You know, uh, we we here at the Racial Draft do support Harley Quinn, and I think what will happen is that that will um, episodes one and two will be shown that Thursday, and and they'll probably be on HBO Max by Friday. Hmm. Uh, we'll also be getting Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how that plays out. Paper Girls. Did you guys see the Paper Girls trailer? No, I didn't, but I want to because I read, uh, I want to finish the comic soon because I've been reading that. I really like it. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, so the series drops in uh, July 29th. Um, I've, I also have not read the comic, but I, maybe I will. Um, but, I like um, it. I mean, yeah. I've I've heard nothing but good things about it, but my my to do list is overflowing right now. So, yeah, oh. there's a lot I have to finish too. So yeah, apparently there is a fan screening. Lucky people are gonna get to see it uh, on uh, at, at Comic Con at a fan screening of the first episode. Um, I forgot this show was still on, and and I love this show, Archer is also getting uh, a screening. And then of course, Saturday, July 23rd, the mega panel, Hall H, Marvel Cinematic Universe, so many things will be announced. Uh, Black Adam will also be getting themselves a panel. I believe Shazam is getting a panel. Uh, what we do in the shadows, speaking of Taika Waititi. And um, yeah, you know, Comic-Con is just gonna be chock full of of nerd news and i'm sure we will have a uh comic-con uh oriented show in, in a couple of weeks so that's a, a comic conversation as it were nice 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 i was gonna try to do some like comic comic cornucopia um <laughs> you know of con comic content but you know we <laughs> We, we do what we do as far as puns are concerned. And, um, but yeah, like, so that's Comic-Con and uh, that's not happening this week, but uh, come back and listen to us talk about Comic-Con. Mm. Um, and like I said, Marvel, they've got some tricks up their sleeve. They've got uh, this Judgment Day event that's happening in the comics world. They've got some, you know, a lot of comic oriented stuff. Well, it's Comic-Con, guys. <laughs> Comic-Con, some comic-oriented stuff, as well as uh, comic TV. But uh, Gosh, speaking of comics at, at Comic-Con, I don't know how well that's going to sell. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yes, very. It, it's, it's, it's outside the box, I know. Um, but speaking <laughs> of comics news, uh, we, we got to talk about Black Panther, guys. Uh, there's a Black Panther movie that's happening in the, in the late fall. Uh, called Wakanda Forever, and in tandem with this is in the fall in the comics. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get a Wakanda series from um, from a fan favorite writer Stephanie Williams, who's currently doing God's work, uh, bringing Nubia to the forefront uh, in the Wonder Woman mythos, and now she's trying her hand at, at the uh, Dora Milaje and uh, Shuri, as well as Killmonger. Uh, Randy, you are uh, one of our designated black representatives. So correct, uh, I am. Uh, I am rooting for everybody black. So, um, so, so tell tell us about uh, what we we should feel about this new Wakanda limited series. I mean, it it's you know you you can never have 
too much Wakanda in my eyes. Like I feel like there's there's so much to build up on there. And every time you kind of feel like you've you've sort of immerse yourself in in uh sort of the vastness of it, then now you get a new corner. It's like, oh, the the you know, um we we just recently had uh the the vibranium man who who is like in he he's in like a a dead zone of Wakanda that kind of mm-hmm. shows the the technology and all of that stuff. And so like, you, you know, just, I, I really am very much hyped for what, what, um, what new mythos is going to spin out of it. I'm, I'm really here for it. And Julia, um, uh, as, as the, uh, as a, as a white pers- person on the podcast, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how afraid of you, how afraid of the Black Panther are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm nervous the movie is going to have issues because of all the stuff behind the scenes, but like, I really love the first one. It's probably my favorite solo movie in the MCU because I don't count Civil War as a solo movie. So I would say that's my favorite solo movie. So, I mean, I really like the characters and everything. It's cool. They're getting like a Wakanda comic and there's going to be a Wakanda series on Disney Plus, maybe two. I don't know. Um, So it's cool. Yay, more Wakanda stuff. But I'm I'm nervous on how that movie is going to go. Okay, well, I mean, I, I noticed she didn't give a number, so I'm going <laughs> to... I don't want to give... No, I don't like giving numbers. But what am I numbers to I don't want to do that. I, I will say I do share I do share Julia's concerns um, in terms of how the movie is going to, like, you know, even, even if, you know, I honestly, I don't doubt the quality of it. I don't think that we have to worry about it being a good movie. I think that the fans are going to be particularly ungracious in Mm -hmm. their sort of personal review of it because everybody has kind of already formulated in their minds what they think should happen. And the fact that that thing is not going to happen is going to deeply, profoundly frustrate them. Yeah, but that happens with every movie. Um, With me, I'm probably going to be more gracious with it because I know there were so many issues going on yeah i mean yeah but 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 i'm saying like okay so so i i mentioned that just because it's specifically in reference to the death of 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 chadwick boseman Mm -hmm. you know rather than being like oh it's just you know the development kind of the growing pains of the mcu is specifically in reference to an actual real life human being who died and we kind of had to try to move the story forward um in light of that so i Mm -hmm. do feel like you know, is going to be highly polarized. Yeah. I mean, w- one thing that that is starting to concern me, but I haven't figured out my level of concern is that, you know, there was a trailer last week um, or this past week, rather, for a movie called The Woman King, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, based on a, a true story about a, um, what did you say? I saw that trailer. Yes. And it's a pretty awesome trailer. Um, and it's coming out about a month maybe maybe a month and a half to two months um, before Black Panther. And, you know, will like the media be a little bit like too um, black word, um, you know, out? <laughs> like, will, you know, will there be like a backlash before the backlash? To I'm, black I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm, I feel like, okay, so we've already kind of gotten um, the, uh, the, the quote unquote fanboys going out and like, you know, I've I've seen the ugly comments that they've made in reference to um, 
you know, the, the, the woman king and, and you know, all well, I have that. not seen ugly comments. So, well, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, I, I'm not even sure how widespread it is because I, I try my best to sort of avoid the ugliness of it all. But I have seen comments of like they're like referring to to uh, Viola Davis and saying she looks uh, <laughs> simian in nature. Oh, um, no. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like just the I don't know, it's, it's a lot of crap going on right now just the socio-political everything yeah. of it all and so exactly yeah i i feel like we're we're gonna be in for a, a doozy of some takes coming out I, i'll put it lightly yeah and i and i i don't want to be the one to put this in the universe but i'm i'm about to do it sorry guys um but we have seen over you know the last few months um mass shootings um, acts of violence, um, yeah. you know, by people who are, um, have certain kind of regressive, regressive agendas. And, you know, it, I, I hope, I really do hope that nothing like that, uh, happens around, you know, either movie, but at the same time, I would surprise me. Um, I don't think you could count it out. I genuinely don't. Yeah. So, Again, this is not me being a negative Nancy. I definitely don't want to be one, but you know, a little bit of a little bit of nervousness uh, because you know what 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 Wakanda represents and what it has represented for like the last five years um, is the kind of thing that um, you know has been a source of joy in the black community, and you know sometimes people like to ruin black joy, so. Yeah. You know, it's disappointing, but it's it's something that we 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 we're, we're constantly vigilant of. However, I will try to return it back to the comics realm because you know these books are going to uh, launch in uh, October, which means uh, we haven't talked that much about like the season five of the racial draft, which is going to uh-huh. kick off in October. So uh, you know, it's going to be right there in our in the season five. Just so you know, with Black Delegation, it's going to be hard for you. You're going to have a lot of characters um, to protect. <laughs> I see. Look, and 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 that's exactly why I've moved away from sort of the the protective stance. I feel like um, I I can get a few here and there this coming round, um, this coming season, but uh, yeah, that's that's a lot. I, <laughs> I understand. I understand. However, you know, this is the racial draft. You got to protect it off as well as acquire. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah. So Wakanda, Wakanda for at least a few more months. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we go from the highs of black joy to the backlash or the blacklash, as we often say. Um, we we don't talk- often say that at all. We we here at the racial draft. No, you, black often, lash. You, you often try to make fetch happen. We don't often say anything, but proceed. Go ahead. You see, you just ruined my transition. <laughs> but we have to talk about Candace Patton. Um, unfortunately, um, yeah. we talked about um, you know Moses Ingram um, the other week, a few a few weeks back. Um, you know, it's a familiar refrain, unfortunately which is uh, Black women being, um, you know, treated horribly on social media, um, 
and the internet in general and life in general, if we're being honest. And, uh, you know, Candace Patton finally opened up um, to major outlets. I mean, she had opened up to smaller ones and the story never kind of, you know, hit any kind of critical mass, but this week it did. Um, she spoke to outlets like uh, THR and Deadline, um, as well as the Open Up podcast, uh, just about the you know bullying and abuse that she had been subjected to since 2014 and this 2022. So uh, you know, you know, she said that in the beginning there were no support systems. Uh, CW just kind of like left her out there, and um, you know, to experience what she experienced. And, um, you know, many times in the first couple seasons, she thought about leaving the show because of, you know, how she was mistreated. Um, you know, this is going to um, tread on familiar ground, but it's definitely something that we should talk about. Randy, I'll give you the floor to, you know, talk about, um, you know, your feelings on how uh, Candace Patton was treated and just general um, um, this kind of this kind of activity. This is this is um, one puzzle piece in like an ever expanding tapestry of just fan hatefulness, um, and and like you know we we kind of tease and and pick fun about like all this over fictional characters, but at the end of the day, like the actors really are they're they're really subject to the brunt of like people not unable to but unwilling to to draw the line between reality and fiction because of the thing this this made-up thing that you like so much you feel like it is okay to um use that as an excuse to lob these hateful bigoted attacks on people to call them all sort of names, call them everything but a child of God, send them uh, death threats and, and you know threats of violence and all this other stuff. And we, we keep talking about it every time it occurs, but it, it's, it, it's almost just like sort of frustrating to even discuss it at this point because you know we, we all kind of get the catharsis from sort of addressing it and bringing it out in the open but it's like at this point why the heck does you know why is it still remaining such a widespread uh, widespread problem that companies are not sort of um considering beforehand why is it taking that that essentially they're being dragged kicking and screaming to do the right thing that should have occurred to them to do in the first place we keep telling them that like okay these people are freaking racist and then you know in response we kind of get oh well you, you don't want to jump to the conclusion of racism i feel like that's a bit harsh you know maybe they just you know they're really passionate fan like no that's bull crap they are racist or they are misogynist or they are homophobic or whatever, or some combination thereof. <laughs> They're horrible is what we're trying to get down to the point of. And it needs to be, I mean, it, recently I will say that there's at least been some sort of uh, uh, protocols in terms of what moderators will say on their uh, uh, accounts or what have you to try to address it. But it just really sucks that it's taken so long for, you know, even that bare minimum sort of action to be taken, you know, their, their account to try to say, oh, we don't accept these sort of hateful comment, this sort of lackluster kind of commentary um, 
you know, in response. And, and often it is in response, not trying to preempt this sort of thing, but it just sucks. And you can't, you can't really get past the suckiness of it all. It just is, is overwhelmingly, you know, uh, as an actor, she experiences it, but it sort of uh, highlights something that occurs at the ma at the micro level as well, and you know, thank thankfully she's pointed it out, and and hopefully, you know, ho hopefully the progress is is uh, I don't know. I, I hope the progress is speedier in in the near future. Uh, Julie, I know you write for the Mary Sue, and and you know, there's a there's a, a definitely. Um, a, a tradition of that site uh, highlighting the issues of just kind of in general um, how difficult it is to be uh, a woman in nerd spaces. Um, I don't know about uh, whether like you know the sort of intersectionality of it all but um, you know if you'd like to sort of chime in with your perspective like on this you know I'd love to hear it. Um, it's kind of piggybacking off of what's already been said. I just wish that the studios, I guess, themselves and like the companies and the influence, people with the pie influence would come out and comment more and like shut it down. And I guess they're trying to like play the mail. They don't want to lose anybody, but like at this point you kind of have to with the way it is. There's like a line in the sand being drawn and all that. So I wish they would. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's tough because this was something that had been, you know, I've been watching The Flash um, since it started. And, you know, it was an undercurrent that was present in a lot of spaces, but, um, you know, it was, it was always a tough, it was always a tough fight because um, you had these different um, fan groups that, you know, were progressive in other ways, yeah. but, but then when it came to matters of race, just seemed to have like a major blind spot. And, you know, I, I've noticed as far as like the on-screen product, um, I think I think I actually referenced it on the podcast uh, a while back that like it seems like, you know, Candace herself um, feels isolated, like her character, like feels isolated from the other things that happen on the Flash yeah. television show. And I wonder if that's kind of like the, um, you know, the effect of of feeling like certain members of the cast like didn't stand up for her and didn't, um, you know, make her feel um, welcome or protected from what was what was happening. Um, you know, you, you I, never. I, will, I mean, we go we ahead. Yeah. No, I was about to say we we definitely didn't really feel her presence this season. Like that was a a, a very uh, obvious sort of you know it really stood out her her absence, and yeah. I don't know. It's just it's. It's so frustrating because the thing with the fandom of it all, even aside from the ones who are vocal and and will will tell you outright that you know ginger side or whatever the heck they're trying to claim is happening, um, you get people who will also try to gaslight you and pretend like it's oh because you know again the these these uh, certain demographics are convinced that they're sort of the gatekeepers of what is true fandom and what's really valid and blah 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 and and so we get sort of this isn't about race we just want the quality of 
XYZ media, you know, whatever comic, comic or show or movie or whatever. We just want the quality of the thing to thrive. And it's like, you know, you notice the pattern after mm-hmm. a while. It's like the thing, the thing that you complain about every time just happens to be a woman, um, just happens to be somebody with melanin or, you know, what have you. And so I don't know, just just the intersection of all of this is just is really taking a toll on sort of my interest in in engaging with with uh, fandom in a in a public way, like outside of group chats. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is where we transition to the next story, which has both the highs and the lows of this particular aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys were aware. I mean, well, you guys were aware of this new story, which is that uh, Captain America 4 um, found a director. Um, I mean, oh. not fa- found a director. They, you know, signed a deal <laughs> to like bring, uh, bring in a director. Um, we already knew that um, uh, Malcolm Spellman was going to be uh, writing this. Um, but Julius Ona, um, I, I've seen the Cloverfield Paradox. Not my favorite movie, but, you know, had its, it had its charms. Um, what uh, is going to be the director of this movie. Um, he, I believe, is Nigerian. Um, and um, this is good for the movie, that the, a movie that's going to be led by uh, Black Captain America is going to have a Black director. Um, but, you know, there was a little bit of cur- uh, kerfuffle, um, kerfuffle, kerfuffle, whatever, um, <laughs> where, um, you know, the uh, Hollywood Reporter account uh, talked a lot about um, whether uh, Steve Rogers, uh, Chris Evans would uh, would 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 be uh, uh, Captain America uh, in the movie, despite the fact that uh, we should all know that this is going to be the first Sam Wilson Captain America movie. And, you know, it even led to Steve Rogers, sorry, to Chris Evans <laughs> um, um, chiming in uh, to remind people that uh, Captain America is Sam Wilson. And of course, that led to a whole back and forth on, you know, uh, on social media of people trying to correct the guy who played Captain America um, on who uh, Captain America should be. And, uh, you know, I I think that ties uh, into what we were talking about before, the idea of, you know, people just deciding that certain people's uh, stories or experience or humanity kind of writ large uh, don't matter. I'm sorry, Julia, you had something to to add? Um, I mean, okay, so first off with the director, I've never seen anything this guy's done before, so I don't really have an opinion on him. but as for the uh, whole Captain America thing, like, yeah, it's really, I, there's really no excuse for not realizing that this guy's Captain America now. Like, if you saw the end of, like, everyone saw Endgame. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't see Dawson Winter Soldier, you saw Endgame, it's clear this guy's going to be Captain America. So, like, if you're not willing to, like, uh, I don't know, it's just really stupid. I And I'm like, I feel like there's going to be a problem for it. I'm starting, like, I'm forming more of an opinion on the whole legacy characters in the MCU thing. And I'm writing an article on that. Um it'll be interesting to see how this goes in terms of fan reception. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like, again, I feel like, I feel like with the labeling Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was like one thing because like, oh, he's like, oh, but now like Captain America, they're going to be like the obvious comparisons. I don't know if that's going to help or hurt or what's going on with that. Yeah. But yeah, we need to like accept this guy's Captain America, whether you like it or not, you need to acknowledge 
it's, yeah. So not so, acknowledging it, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you, you get that, that that that's really sus. That's bad. Um, yeah. You don't have to like him as much or whatever. That there's mm-hmm. really yeah, but like you're it's okay if you say that as your favorite. So unless you're being racist about it, which is yeah, but like you have to acknowledge this guy is Captain America because you know that that's like a <laughs> red flag right there. Yeah. So I mean, one thing that like that's kind of like unfortunate is that like um. Like they're calling it Captain America Four because they don't know what the movie's going to be called. Um, right. I don't think it's going to be called Captain. America. It's going to have Captain America tagline. Yeah, it's it's exactly. It's going to be Captain America colon whatever they choose to call it. But like, I do acknowledge that calling it Captain America Four in the trades or calling it you know that until we we figure it out um, makes people think of it as as a continuation of steve rogers story yeah maybe they should be calling the movie like um the new whatever or like a different variation of the title just so it like can be separated like i i appreciate that the legacy is continuing with captain america but like i think they need to differentiate it from the original as much as possible for people to like really get on board i think because otherwise you're just going to be thinking of the other guy and it's the same with the new avengers it's the same with anyone else who's going to be a legacy character this is just the first one yeah, I mean, I never thought about it that way, that this is the first movie that's going to be named after a character that that character's not, like the original character isn't going to be there. Because even though we got, you know, not, I we will not spoil Thor Ragnarok um, or Thor, Thor, Love. Thor Love and Thunder, right? Like, so we, we got a, another Thor in Thor Love and Thunder, but we still had, um, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth's store in that same yeah. movie. Like, same with so, the plan, Loki's and Loki, and then I guess kind of Hawkeye, but it's implied he's hanging it up. So I guess she is going to be a new Hawkeye. So I don't know how that's going. But again, in that one, we still had, we still had, you know, we haven't yet, and this is the first one, you know, where um, it's going to be called X character, and then, but the legacy character is going to be at the forefront and what and we... i think they should have done and i know yes in the comics they pass around manhood all the time but i think to get people primed for this kind of thing i think the first project for legacy characters should have been the ones where it was like okay here's black widow and like here's yelena who's going to be kind of a new black widow same with the hawkeye and then like we have sam using the shield as a tribute to steve and then maybe eventually he can be once everyone's comfortable that maybe we can start calling him captain america because like but isn't that what captain know. isn't that what falcon and winter soldier was I guess, but like, I don't know. Like, I, that's how I see it. But I'm just thinking about how the general public's gonna see it, and like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I want so, this to go so, well. I want. This so to go I awesome. hope. I mean, we talked about Comic Con earlier. I hope that what they will do at Comic Con is reveal the name of the uh-huh. the movie. So this should means- be at Comic Con or D23. There's two events coming this year. Yeah, that's true. We one of those two, we will know. Yeah. But like, but by the end of the summer, we should we should not be calling it Captain America Four, and yeah. we should have like an idea of what this movie's called, and then maybe that means that people will accept um, that, Sam that's, Wilson's. That's that's not what that means. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I can I can I can uh, save you a little bit of uh, time there. But what I will say is this. Wait, wait. So if they called it like Blacked in America, like. <laughs> I, look, I mean, they if if they were to call it, say, for example, if they were to call it um, 
the 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 name i'm trying to think what what is the name of the comic that that he's in right now uh captain america symbol of truth i think it is or or yeah. uh, i forget the other one that, that yeah um, i mean that's too generic though that, that, well i'm that, saying that. if they were to say something no no but, they gotta call it something black my dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean like okay the 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 point i'm driving at here is that there are simply people who are not interested in being won over yes i agree and, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and try to say you know again uh, it's uh, uh it's not just limited to a certain demographic i i will i will see that point yes. but some people are just not you know they're gonna be like not my captain america you yeah, seen that was comic? a literal name of a comic right mm-hmm. we, we've seen it in yeah. the comics yeah. and they played on that meta point some people are just not interested in acknowledging the thing that is right in front of them and you know he's in the star spangled whatever wielding the shield and they're like nope that's sam <laughs> Look, you know, I, I think i figured out that i think i figured it out captain america colon no cap um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, like, I, I genuinely feel like uh, the, the time I feel that's being spent on trying to convince people that, yes, you should accept that he's Captain America, that's, that's well-founded, and I mm-hmm. appreciate it, and I, I really do like the fact that people feel the, the drive to, to, to you know, um, to defend it, because it is true, and it's freaking reality, so yes, we should be in favor of reality, but I still feel like at the end of the day, if somebody is going to sit there and be obstinate and obtuse and and reject reality, then guess what? We need to to put out the thing and and let it be amazing and let it be awesome. And so they can go ahead and have whatever complaint. And and at the end of the day, that all they have to do is kind of qualify at the end of their like glowing review. Yes, I love, but he's still not captain america though doesn't mean i mm. like him as captain america i mean that's basically it like the, the the best sort of revenge is to be like yes okay fine i'm not captain mm. america quote unquote but i'm amazing though <laughs> so well, this is where this is i mean I, I i do think i brought this up before but that was years ago but i'm bringing it back right now uh since uh the marvel movies have been talking a lot about the multiverse and, uh, you know, incursions and all the other nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- you know, not completely nonsense, but, you know, I hate the multiverse. Um, what if, what if Chris Evans came back as Hydra Cap from another universe? So, like, that, not... Honestly, that's kind of the only acceptable way that I want him to be a Captain America again. <laughs> like, yeah, I right. mean, I've, I've sort of brought it up and we, we've had these conversations before of like, yeah, that's kind of the only satisfying sort of shut up people just get over it that you can sort of have. <laughs> like, like would, would like would that make would that make a shit ton of money? I think it kind of would. I think it absolutely would. And and because, first of all, they've been begging and pleading for Chris Evans to come back, even though he's been out of the tights for all of 3.5 milliseconds. And we literally haven't even gotten the solo Sam Wilson movie yet. We haven't gotten to see, you know, anything, um, anything from that movie. 
we've all we, we've only got kind of like the presaging information of what's going to occur in that movie and even now people are railing and moaning and groaning and stuff so yeah i mean that the same way that we got the same way that we got a uh, john krasinski as as mr fantastic in in uh dr strange in the multiverse of- uh, uh, uh just wanted? just so i correct you it's a mid stuff fantastic (laughs) but i mean yeah but you 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 know kevin feige has his ear to the ground as always Mm. measures the sort of fan climate sure you want you want steve rogers to come back as captain america say no more my friend and we're going to make sure that you never ask us for that again because you're not going to like what we do with it so if you were going to it's like i'll pose a question to both of you if you were going to reveal uh chris evans uh, as Hydra Steve, Hydra, Hydra Cap, um, what's the best time to uh, do that reveal? Would you do it at Comic-Con or D23? Or would you wait a little bit to like the trailer? I don't know. I don't like that idea to begin with. No, so. no, you're anti that? A lot of people don't. I don't want to, we, I don't, we don't need Chris Evans back right now. Right, um, right. I, I, I don't agree. here's the thing I don't I think agree. I don't think we need it but I, but in terms of like the like story to really kind of like I mean because we already burned through well, the... well, but but let me let me let me just quickly interject here okay so, so sure, sure, sure. I, when when I refer to Hydra cap my my ideal situation in possibly I mean again I'm on your side Julia I do not want Chris Evans to be right back because this is like you know just prolonging the band-aid being ripped off like he's he's gonna leave get over it but if he does come back I would want him to come back in say uh Captain America 6 you know yeah after, like the, the third the third yeah. Sam Wilson starring feature where he's like you know kind of sort of felt like he was in a good place and then now we get to kind of revisit the trauma yeah, if, but I, I wouldn't do that i'm gonna go back to mcu yeah. i want him to be a u human torch yeah so exactly yeah but i i mean in terms of impact in terms of impact i think that in comparing him to like you know multiverse human torch versus multiverse hydra cap i think that the latter would make much more of an impact and people would be much more talking about like evil evil steve than... i mean if if we want to bring in a au human torch we can we can bring in uh michael b jordan <laughs> but like i mean like look i all the, you know frankly i i feel like julia is onto something and the only thing that i would say is that if that my my only contingency, my only sort of feeling in terms of like my my ideal course of action, if if you bring back Chris Evans, that's kind of the only satisfactory way for me, and it has to be sort of down the line because you want to mm-hmm. know like that you know the the sort of time has passed long enough that mm-hmm. you haven't seen him for you haven't seen yeah. his evidence for a while and right but the only reason i'm suggesting sort of it the only reason i'm suggesting it at all is because mm-hmm. we're doing this whole multiverse stuff of course you know and and it's going to be a few years like we like they haven't even you know started 
filming or like script well they they probably have a script it's like we're we're still like two years away probably mm-hmm. of you know from this new captain america movie and if we assume that the multiverse saga is is a thing that's happening and planning to happen mm-hmm. then we should be sort of asking ourselves like how do we incorporate the multiverse into x story even I though mean, we know I mean, it's not going to be in every story right like, but, but this is an example of where like incorporating the multiverse would would benefit the story yes i i i see i i, I see that point what i will say is if they wanted to bring in hydra cap um i would do that like you know again if not way down the line if you wanted to kind of keep it in line with like this current phase mm-hmm. then what, what what about uh secret wars you know yeah i mean, I mean it, it could happen that, in that, that no, it can definitely like, happen in secret wars i mean i i, I, I say I, that I, because like you you don't want to kind of overshadow I maybe mean, literally i feel yeah. like if you bring him back in this first time that we're seeing sam mm-hmm. solo that would absolutely overshadow sam I don't I like mean but, I mean it, it it definitely could 100%. Yeah. But I also worry and and maybe this is just me um concern trolling and I, I apologize if I'm doing that. Like the last Captain America movie even though it was like Avengers 2.5 mm-hmm. um made, you know, over a billion dollars. Yeah. The only Captain America movie to do so. However, if this movie doesn't make a billion dollars, or, you know, like, there's definitely going to be a narrative about, oh, it's whatever it makes in the box office, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to need something to goose those numbers, to get people talking about the movie and to, like, have them, like, you know, uh, have the people who are a little bit skeptical of Sam Wilson's cap, like to get them on board. And I, from a villain perspective, like I'm not really seeing like someone who could, you know, show up and be like, this is the villain that's going to um, like bring people to this, this fourth cap movie, you know? And like we're, if we're I'm, using comics, if we're using comics as a, um, you know, obviously we, we we're savvy enough to know that they're not perfectly uh, adapting right. comics, but but you know, there's not a deep roster of Sam Wilson villains. Um, well, I I, I would. So I'm just getting mad at Aaron McGivarney now. Wait, what were you saying, Julia? Sorry. I need to go to bed soon. Okay. So I'm okay. All right. Well, well, I'm gonna turn off the camera at least. Okay. But I'll still be here for now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so the I would say off the top of my head, um, you could at least try to do maybe something with like the Serpent Society, which they they teased at their you know the last time they did like a, a name tag thing reveal. Um, they they teased that, which you know that might draw in some fans, or. You could do a a a, a a a you know a call in to the uh, a call back to the comics and uh, have have uh, good old John Walker 
be involved. Yeah, but, but the in thing the is, we're all, we already burned the John Walker thing. That's what I was saying before. We already burned the John Walker thing in the show. And now, like, chances are we're going to have John Walker um, in the Thunderbolts, where he's probably going to get some kind of, like, redemption arc. Um, yeah, but I, I say that because he he we saw him at sort of the beginning of his redemption arc um you know even in the midst of the fact that you know within that show he had his fall but then he also had kind of the beginning of his redemption arc and i said that because you know u.s agent is somebody who sort of like is is uh the the conservatives answer to captain america mm-hmm. and and you know i don't know it's it's just a very interesting dynamic that that he has um this sort of public outrage and public disgrace of all what happens but then sort of similar to what happened with uh, the boys this week um uh, <laughs> i i will say you you get sort of uh that dynamic of some people kind of like the the outlier the guy who who isn't really uh uh seen in a such a great light by those you know polite liberal so-and-sos like you know so I, I feel like that could be something that that um you know plays in there and and it doesn't have to be necessarily a heavy-handed commentary but it you know the <laughs> the sort of uh, dynamics of it all would be hard to miss but still it's something worth exploring yeah i mean like i said i think i think that because they already use john walker on the show mm-hmm. that just means that um they're not gonna like redo that um for for sam in his movie um it's just gonna be like too close to to what they are they've already done um, and and then again, if we're you know if we're going like the Serpent Society, isn't they're not like a big name. So unless we're like stunt casting and like bringing in like a great actor, um, and and doing doing it that way, um, I just well, don't. Try to do it. Well, they try to do it. What did you say, Julia? That is probably how they would do it. Yeah, I mean that's that's how they'd have to do it. Um, but there's you know it's it, it, no no one's jumping no one's jumping uh, to top of mind um, from that perspective. Again, I, we don't know. We don't know when this movie is supposed to come out. Um, we don't know like where it's going to fit. I just think that if we're, if we think that they're going to hit, uh, hit the accelerator on the multiverse stuff, then what better way of doing the multiverse stuff than to um, introduce Steve um, Chris Evans, Hydra Cap as as a villain, if not the villain, um, and then really goose the box office numbers. Well, I I for one think that the movie is going to make you eat your words when they bring <laughs> in when when they bring in Tilda Johnson and and go for a, a, mm-hmm. a werewolf cap, and everybody's <laughs> going to go wild and be like, "Oh wow, this is the best Captain America movie ever." <laughs> You said werewolf cap. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I feel you. I mean, we'll see. Um, I think that's it as far as our... Um... Nope, sorry. One more story, one more uh, uh, nerd news story. And uh, I left it for last for a reason. And that is because 
Netflix fans unite. Um, high five, do whatever you need to do because Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio are back together again for the Echo series. It's only right we started this podcast with an Echo and we're right back talking about an Echo because uh, Echo is going to have Daredevil and Kingpin. Um, we don't know when, we don't know how much. Uh, Julie, do you have any insight as to um, from your sources? As yeah, far as I don't the- think it's that. I think Kingpin's in it more than Daredevil and Daredevil's not in it a ton. I mean, like, they're in it, and then it's, like, I don't know. I don't like it's going to quite be Boba Fett level of, like, here's full episodes, like, of The Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't think it's, like, quite like that. Yeah. Um, have, are you guys all familiar with the rumor that uh, Jessica Jones may play a role as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that it's not true, but who knows? Okay. That's cool. I mean, I don't think Jessica Jones needs to play a role, um, but I do like just Chris- come back, like, at some point, but just not in this one. Yeah, I mean, I did like Kristen Ritter in the role, but like at that point, like if you're going to put like Daredevil, Kingpin and Jessica Jones in Echo, then you might as well put everybody from Netflix in Echo and just like, you know, do it, but do it all. Screw it, you know, (laughs) Um, but I, um, I, I really do hope that we get, you know, you know, who would be a great character to show up in uh, in Echo? Red Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Uh, that that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, like one of the, you know, kind of like more prominent Native American, um, you know, longstanding um, superheroes. Um, and But again, that's not something that I want to be spoiled on. So if it's happening, then... I don't, I've never heard of that character ever, so who knows? Oh, well, wow. He, he, he's not um, a hugely famous character. Um, but he that like when when they were doing the um, I, I forgot what it was the initiative but they they I think it was back in 2016 or what have you it was that they tried oh so to- that's that's all new all different I think in 2016 I I think that was ar- around that era or like maybe toward the close I I kind of forget the the timeline of it all but. Yeah, they wanted to do something with Red Wolf, and and he showed up after he had his own little uh, solo comic. They were like, okay, well, we're going to try him again in Occupy Avengers, and then we're going to have him have a role in uh, No Surrender, and then we're going to have him have a role in, uh, recently, he was in Werewolf by Night, the, mm-hmm. the Native American um, yeah. new uh, run of Werewolf by Night. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, that's sort of connecting imaginary dots, but I mean, if if you really want to like run the gamut of all the different sort of genres to to play through, he would be really great for a western. <laughs> we're 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 due for one of those. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna do a western, but I just think that in terms of like sort of connecting the the like new Native American character to the like traditional old school, like back in the day, Native American character that is Red Wolf. Like, you know, that's a, that's a situation where, where it's not going to like match up one-to-one with what they're doing in the comics, but, but people would respond positively to it, I think. I mean, he's, he's a cool character. So frankly, like it doesn't 
doesn't have to be like I'm not picky it doesn't have to be a western but like yeah I feel like they should they you know when we sort of get into these conversations I realize that I kind of go off into these tangents about like who can who can cameo who can you know who else can be introduced but I do feel like there's a connection there that could be like you know it's it's, it's fertile ground for the mind I'll say yeah I mean and again like I I'm a fan Listen, I'm I'm currently rewatching Daredevil, uh, season one, um, and you know it's it's awesome if you guys want to join in, but um, I I'm glad that these actors, um, you know, for Matt Murdock and and uh, Wilson Fisk are coming back to the MCU, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see their returns overshadow uh, right. what we're getting from Maya Lopez because Alakwa Cox was great. And you know, we already saw her get overshadowed um in Hawkeye by well, it wasn't her show in Hawkeye, but this is right. But the thing is, like, I mean, you're right, it wasn't her show, but like she was introduced, and then like immediately after she was introduced, uh, uh Elena was introduced, and then everybody kind of forgot about what she was doing. Um, so we we didn't mind it as much because we knew she had her own show. Yeah. But if her own show turns into. Oh, yeah, um, that's an issue. Yeah, I'm worried about exactly, that. Exactly. So fingers crossed that that's not what happens. But, you know, um, big fan of, of Echo, big fan of the actress. And, and I'm, I'm going to keep writing for it until we, you know, maybe we'll find out at Comic-Con, like when this show is supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what, you know, maybe they'll officially announce that uh that daredevil and kingpin will be there and they'll do it in such a way as to not overshadow her but um big I don't know news. How doesn't overshadow her i hate saying yeah i mean i don't know either but like you know they have to know the optics of of this would be bad if they just made it echo uh you know uh daredevil and kingpin featuring echo you know that that's not that's not what anybody wants I mean, that's that's what some people want. But, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You're right. That's yeah. that's what that is what some people want, but that's not what that's not what we want. <laughs> it's it's just I don't know. The conversation is just it's very interesting how we we kind of get um, into the the discussions about um, you know Sam Wilson and and Echo and that sort of tends to be the tendency, doesn't it? Like with, with just fan, I mean, you know, fandom conversation and by extension, sort of what the nerd news covers, like they'll, they'll sort of give you a, 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 a reference to the character, but then also there'll be times where they sort of put focus more on like the white people that are involved mm. Or the white people who kind of you know, and it's like I I I don't know. It, it's it's just very interesting to see the the conscious and unconscious uh, unconscious biases at play because it's there's something else. Yeah, you're right. So that's our nerd news, um, Julia. Thank you for joining us. I know you you're gonna like head off to bed. Um, we're gonna dive into some of our racial draft business coming off of our break, but uh, we're glad you joined us um you know let the people know where they can find you and where they can find your writing and your your stories and your work kind of like overall 
Okay, so my Twitter and Instagram is at Julia Dalbell. You, um, you can also find my stuff right now. It's like a lot of it is on Coming Soon and the Mary Sue are the two sites. I'm also on the Direct and sometimes some other stuff. That's okay. where my channel stuff is right now. Um, yeah, so go check it out. Um, I do a lot of different stuff. And, you know, I'm tired right now. Sorry, but thank you for <laughs> me. Thanks for joining us, for sure. Always great to have you. 100%. And uh, we're back. Well, we we didn't we didn't leave, but we're but we're we're we'll be we'll be back after the artificial break. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, we are back. But before, since we're back, I did not reward some of our uh, nerd news bonus points, and I'm gonna do that right now, guys. So uh, yeah, because we're into racial draft business. Um, so starting off four you get some you get some points Thor uh Randy help me out with some vamping thank you. um I I I'm so mad that like the the funding is not there right now to try to see the movie like I I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna have myself together and I'm gonna go see this movie as soon as it comes out and then my uh my bank account turned around and said no actually you're not <laughs> but I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm hearing sort of like I don't even want to really say mixed views because they're kind of skewing more toward like um you know sort of negative but I I'm still hyped to see it and I I, I feel like there's a lot of um I don't know it's just a lot of uh folks kind of had expectations or or are, are not really willing to give stuff a chance if it doesn't sort of fit what they think is supposed to happen or how things are supposed to. there's a lot of like cgi complaints and stuff like that and i feel like yeah and those those are never those are never like and i, I good mean faith. like yeah i i get that some of the some of the stuff is is valid but i don't i haven't seen any of the mcu movies thus far that were like so extremely like lacking in quality and stuff like that i mean we we kind of have gotten used to like just over time seeing so many cgi movies that we kind of have gotten better at recognizing cgi so yeah it might stand out <laughs> but you know, they, they, you still got to give credit to the CGI folks. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, we, we will, we may do a podcast, um, for Love and Thunder just so we can get into like a lot of our spoiler talk. Um, you know, I've been kind of scrolling through making sure that we, that everybody gets their, their bonus points. Um, you know, obviously, Sam Wilson, we talked about this already. Um, you know, we talked about, um, you know, uh, Shuri and Killmonger uh, getting getting their series. Uh, we talked about Daredevil and uh, D'Onofrio and Echo, of course. Let me make sure that Echo gets her points. Sorry, guys. Her Who bonus drafted? points. Did anybody draft Killmonger? No one has drafted Killmonger yet. I mean, I think it's, I think that's one of those things where like, I mean, we, I've, I've talked about this before in other seasons, like Killmonger is a character where other uh, ethnicities 
could have a a Killmonger, but like, but like Killmonger specifically, yeah, like his story is so like black that it's hard to to like make it work with that was that was just me putting out the suggestion into the ether so i can challenge when toriano eventually (laughs) (laughs) look like he's like oh yeah you're right we haven't drafted killmonger yet like not so fast look i mean that's that that's what i mean like like (laughs) like like a native american killmonger is like better imagined as a like new character more so than as like Killmonger specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I would definitely get hyped if there was like a character that was like Killmonger, but Native American, but like specifically Killmonger? Nah, nah. Now that you now that you kind of put it out there, I feel like uh um Grey Crow uh from from Marauders might be like if, if they wanted to elevate him as a as a character, that would definitely be the route to go. I mean, but he's a mutant though. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, that that's what makes him tough because we we have all all the like you know the Krakoa type stuff going on. But mm-hmm. like I think like I said, I think that there's like a way. There's like a way to, you know, Killmonger is like Magneto adjacent. Um, yeah. In terms of like the villainy that is tied and tied closely enough to the social aspect that, like, I feel like a lot of ethnicities would love to have a Killmonger, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we but, saw uh, him first and he's ours. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I I, I like to encourage uh, the black delegation, but you know, you guys, you know, you guys do your own thing. But if you, you know, if you decided that you want to kill, I'm I'm still salty at at the the black delegation voters for for not rewarding my previous efforts. So I don't know. We shall see. Look, I mean, let's talk. I mean, we can talk about it now. We can talk about it now um, for the listeners, for the benefit of the listeners. Um, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play around a little bit more with respect to the bonus point structure. Um, I'm what I'm what I'm what I think I'm gonna implement um, is uh, 25 points uh, bonuses for the uh, for the 90 percent threshold, mm-hmm. and then um, and then 10 point bonuses um, if you fall short of the 90 percent threshold, but you get above uh 75% threshold. So, okay. you know, you know, I mean, it's it's not obviously the the incentive is still to to get as high as possible. Yeah. But, you know, I I know that there I know that some people want to like take risks and, you know, you when you take the risks with your with your character, you you run you, you potentially don't get uh all the bonus points. But yeah, and 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 frankly, we've had we've had some characters that were actually pretty well received being race bent, and then like they just got, you know, maybe not a high number of voters. So mm-hmm. that one down vote was like a huge chunk of yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. 
but I, but you know, we've talked about this before. I do want you guys to like maybe push a little harder, you know, try to like sell your sell your picks a little harder to people, and and try to get those extra picks. I mean, yeah. extra votes, you know, um, in the in the current season. I'm sorry, in the upcoming season. You know, hopefully that that happens a little bit. Uh, yeah. Listeners, um, this is where I, um, you know, impart upon you that if you see a pick that you are really hyped about, go ahead and 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 share it and uh, quote tweet it and let the, let let everybody know that you're down with this with this um, particularly interesting uh, spin on a character. Or you know, when they've protected a character, let people know that you're down with that too. I mean, also feel free to troll us. Like I'm fine <laughs> with, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with like you know not obviously not just like straight up trolling that's like unproductive. But like if if you're mad at it, like I I want to have the conversations. I feel like the conversations are worth having. But yeah. like sometimes I see the picks are being made and people just like it's just crickets. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I want at least at least if you're downvoting. I want to know why. Or, or right. like you know, because some people just don't like the change at all, and then you know, there's there's also room for a lot of nuance there. So yeah, and yeah, by all means, let us know why uh, you have a problem with a certain pick because we'll we'll get into it. We'll talk about it on the show, and in fact, that's a probably a good place to start. Um, you know, where we start is somewhat safe pick from the Swanamena delegation. A fairly new character named Dr. Badir. We don't even know his first name yet. Um, Hunter's Moon, the second Fist of Khonshu, um, who is an actual Egyptian man. So, you know, you know, Khonshu was was smart enough to draft a, an Egyptian and a non-Egyptian as his two fists. Um, you know, if he wanted to fist the world, he wanted to make sure that uh, the fisting was, was uh, diverse. Um, 100% approval rating. 100% approval rating for um hunter's moon with one day left so um won't be awarding the points just yet but um smart move um again not too many um north african uh mena swana characters and uh you know you got to scoop in and, and try to protect what you can um another character that uh was drafted a little while back, but fell short of the threshold. Craglin, Latino Craglin, 55% approval rating. Uh, not what you want. Definitely not what you want. Um, Princess Lalandra of the Shi'ar was drafted by the Polynesian delegation, currently with one day left, sitting at 100% approval rating. Um, this, was, this was a little rough for, you know, because the Polynesian delegation got themselves some Shi'ar. The South Asian delegation got themselves some Shi'ar, probably, you know, but um, I don't, I'm not sure whether either delegation has a strong, strong, um, you know, tie. But uh, yeah, 100% approval rating for Princess Lalandra, 100% approval rating for the family chained uh, Deathbird, aka. Uh, aka uh, Kalisi, sorry, Kalsi uh, Naramani. Uh, that's Deathbird's actual name, which I didn't know until I did the research. <laughs> so yeah, um, with with a day to go, 
uh, Polynesian, uh, Lalandra, and Deathbird sitting at 100%. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, 100% uh, solidified the Jewish delegation, Penguin. Uh, Randy, you've watched Harley Quinn, right? I have not. You haven't watched any of Harley Quinn? No. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, feel free to spoil me. By the time I've gotten through my my to do list, I will have forgotten it, and I can still watch it with fresh eyes. Um, no, I mean this isn't too much of a spoiler. It's just to say that um, on the show, uh, the penguin is Jewish. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing that happened. Um, so yeah, Jewish penguin um, got one hundred percent approval rating. Okay. So, so there it is. That's that's twenty points for Jewish Penguin. Um, what did not get one hundred percent approval rating, uh, and still has two days left. So you we get the score even lower than what we're at right now, which is a twelve point five percent approval rating. Uh, that would be White Cyborg. Um, Correct. <laughs> yeah, Randy, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let me clear you out. Uh, to talk about Victor Stone uh, as a white man. <laughs> First of all, the the fan casting, I believe, was Chet Hanks. And to be uh, fair, that was a fan casting <laughs> from a previous from a previous season, and I definitely pushed for that because I mean he's gonna he's definitely a white man that would say booyah. That that, that is true. Um, that that being said. Um, I feel like white cyborg is just kind of Terminator, isn't he? Like, I mean, like you, you, you don't really. No, get... You mean it's RoboCop, is what it is. Yeah, correct. Right. Yes. Sorry, my bad. But I mean, yeah, like you don't, you don't really get any of the like. We have a lot of <laughs> white yeah. cyborgs, and yeah. so. To to you know he already doesn't have very much in the way of a distinctive hero name, and then to be like, hey, actually he's a white guy. Then you get like you you water down what little diversity is, there is to be seen, and we already know that that DC doesn't have a whole heck of a lot. Like they they sort of seem recently like they're not quite sure what to do with Cyborg. He's in the Justice League. He's with the Titans. He's you know on Doom Patrol, Young Justice. He's kind of everywhere. And, you know, I, I genuinely feel like his blackness speaks more to the constant question that gets thrown in our faces. Is he a man or is he a machine? And they mm -hmm. keep rehashing it like every anytime you get an mm -hmm. art that explores um, Victor Stone as a character up until this point. That has been the crux of the story. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. Now I would, I would take it. I would take it even a step further. Um, listen, I don't think they've done as much with Cyborg as they could have done. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is that as a black person, um, you know, as a as an athlete, um, one thing that's yeah. that's constant in his story is that you know he was a football player, and you know he had these these injuries, mm -hmm. and and it sort of took him out of the realm of this you know he had this this dad who was like a scientist and then he wanted to be an athlete and 
the 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 idea of black people, black men specifically, being valued for their um, athleticism and their physicality, and then yeah. losing that, and then not being able to um, be the, the the sort of like paragon of 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 uh, physicality of athleticism of mm-hmm. of sport of you know what I mean like all these things that we we, we do associate with black men um, in addition to like you said the, is he a man is he a machine I think that th- there's more layers to to Vic Stone as a as a as a black athlete who, yeah. who loses his his ability to be kind of like a fully um, fully actualized person and then having to be replaced by a machine like i think i, I just don't think any of those elements are there when it's a I white mean, guy what 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 makes it so like so particularly galling is that there was an arc where we kind of got sort of the the resolution um david walker he like he has cyborg foil this invasion of you know robotic aliens and in the process he sort of integrates their technology and he's able to um assume a more human form and you know like not look so robotic and all this other stuff and we also had another time where they they sort of like quickly blink and you missed it they addressed the the um the idea of like what happens when like the government sort of claims the robotic parts as mm-hmm. like proprietary? So, you know, we, we like the second that you sort of dip your toe into the waters of kind of the deeper conversations, then ta-da, this era is over and we're back to he's on the team, <laughs> he's with whatever super team doing whatever super shenanigans yeah and the thing is like i i'm you know i we've talked about this before i'm not a huge fan of cyborg um you know i i have seen him done well um but i think that they haven't they haven't done as much with the characters they could have um a lot of people feel that way and And part of it or for exactly that reason yeah and part of it is because because he's stuck and because he's going to be stuck in the cyborg form, they can't do too much to him to evolve him. Sorry, evolve him beyond there. And yeah. and and I, I kind of want to, you know, I'm sorry for jumping in here. No, but go ahead. I don't know. It's just there, there's a lot there. And and the it is very clear to me that you know, DC, they want him there because diversity is, is great on your resume, but to actually add the substance makes them deeply uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we don't get a whole lot of expansion on, again, like we said, blackness and the fact of him being a black man specifically. And we also don't get a whole lot in the way of um, talking about the, the the disability side of, of his experience. Mm-hmm. And, and so we just get kind of, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just very, very yeah. frustrating. And I feel like 
that could be further washed away or further downplayed if he is a a white guy because you know they they like you know. said like we said it's it's, it's robocop yeah um. we, we have a lot of white cyborgs already we don't have to you know that that sort of is you know one of the few things that sort of uh you know uh, specifically black uh fans who are looking for a hero to to sort of identify with or or enjoy you know their exploits that's sort of one of the few things that he has going for him because otherwise we're we're looking at his origin over and over again and the crux of is he human is he robot blah 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 over and over again yeah um and yeah so we're gonna move on uh to 100 approval rating for filipino bane uh you know that would be bane as depicted by uh dave batista Mm-hmm. who a lot of people still want to see in the Bane role and I wouldn't have a problem with it. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, 20, 20 points for hitting that hundred percent approval for Filipino Bane. Um, moving on to uh, obviously we, uh, those of us who have seen uh, Ms. Marvel over the last few months, sorry, a few weeks, uh, South Asian delegation went ahead and drafted Cameron. Oh, sorry, uh, Cameron. Um, not, you know, uh, horse and carriage, um, but <laughs> um, Cameron. Um, I, I personally think that um, he's, he's been well depicted on the, on the show. And I think that will lead to a resurgence, a return. I, you know, I just recently reread uh, the Ms. Marvel arc Um not not a lot to the character in the comics um you know he's just another inhuman um and like he pretty much like gets like one issue of not being a complete asshole before he becomes a complete asshole (laughs) (laughs) i think that there i think that um the actor i don't remember his name uh who's playing cameron uh on the show has probably done a lot to lead to Kamran returning in the comics and maybe having a little bit more nuance and a little bit more depth. Um, but uh, yeah, right now, uh, sitting on 100% approval rating and, you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't hate on uh, South Asian camera, obviously. Uh, that's that's who he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so hopefully, hopefully that, you know, uh, big, bigger things are happening with uh, Kamran. Uh, in the comics and in pop culture, sort of more generally, um, and hopefully, uh, cool stuff happens in the show to to lead you know to have people continue to feel that way about Kamran. Um, and that brings us to your oh yeah here here are your points here are your points my guy, um, Iska uh, the unbeaten remains unbeaten. I know that's right. 100% approval for Iska. Get your that, points, Mike. That, that, that would have been embarrassing. As <laughs> she, <laughs> she missed the mark, like, oh, dang, that's that's the old Randy look. That's... <laughs> but additionally, also 100% approval rating for Black Genesis. 
also 100% approval rating for Black Pestilence, uh, un unfortunately named. 100% approval rating for Black War. Um, and then, of course, clearly 100% uh, <laughs> approval rating for Black Death. Um, <laughs> and also 100% approval rating for Black Famine. So, you know, all these bad things happen uh, for, for the Black people, but uh, people approve. 100 percent but, but but iska remains unbeaten I, iska I remains unbeaten yes um moving on to the native american delegation randy are you familiar with this character uh dorma dorma um i sort of know about her from from namor mythos yeah i i gotta be honest i had no idea who this character was um, apparently she's a distant cousin who Namor, uh, you know, hooked up with anyway. Um, you know, we, we, we don't judge here, apparently. Um, I, I judge a little bit. I, I really hope they work on that because that's not the that's not the only time that something like that has occurred in, in Namor's mythos. I, mm. yeah. <laughs> I really hope they work on that. So, uh, you know, she's an Atlantean. Uh, I guess they get married currently sitting at 100% approval rating. Um, I don't know. I don't think she's played like a major role in storylines. So, I'm, you know. I'm we'll... fairly certain that her relevance, like she, she, um, I do know that she had a role in uh, the King and Black Namor uh, miniseries recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, but other than that, as far as I'm aware, and of course I, I have uh, my, my tendencies to be wrong, so you know, forgive me if I am, but I do recall her being like sort of, you know, uh, one of those characters who's more famous for dying than anything else. Mm, one of those, yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to the multiracial delegation uh, and our, our favorite uh, two race, Harvey Dent, 100% um, approval rating. And look, I mean, I, I tried to, I sold it. I sold it last week. Like, you know, we, we love we love ourselves. We love ourselves. I, a, uh, I I will I will take this time to recommend to anyone who is not currently reading it go read it. It is complete. Batman eighty nine. That comic is so good and it's so black. Go read it. Enjoy. Treat yourself. It is good. All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've, I mean, in that comic, he's not biracial. I just right. think that the biracial element, the two face is like chef's kiss, you know? What yeah, I mean? absolutely. Like, absolutely. So, you know, not, not too much need to be said about that. So, you know, we'll keep it moving. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of the multiracial delegation, uh, you know, Eternal Makari, who is the actress who played Makari is multiracial. Mm -hmm. um, so why not, right? You know? Um, yeah. So 100% approval rating sitting at right now. Hopefully it stays that way. And yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Her performance got got the, the Marvel comics to change Makari into a Black woman. So yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Um, falling short 
of the threshold, uh, which was a lot of a little bit disappointing. I mean, I know the character isn't isn't super beloved, but uh, Inferno, um, Dante. Uh, let's find out his his name again. Bertuz. Yes. Um, yeah, only 71% approval rating for um Native American Dante. Um, so yeah, no points, no points. Um Alicia Masters, that was black delegation. Randy, uh let us know. Let us know where you're at. I um I had to make a quick pick. Some 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 personal uh family home stuff occurred. But I I was I, I still had on my mind to uh to do my part to contribute to the ginger side. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, she's not a ginger, my guy. <laughs> well, I mean, she she's been redheadish. So oh. I mean, like there, I think there's been a couple of portrayals of her as a black woman, but um yeah, she she's had a couple of you know a, a lot of her portrayal is as a redhead. So I was like, yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> right, well. And she was and and she was portrayed by Carrie Washington in the. In yes, the, she was. Yeah, yeah, she was black. So there. Was like, and she was also black in a cart in one of the Fantastic Four cartoons. You know, see, like, I I I love when melanin catches on. See, so I feel like that was that was a, a worthy pick. She, you know, she's a trooper. She she's had her adventures with the the Silver Surfer. She got her little defense billy club from Daredevil, and she loves the ever loving blue eyed thing. So all of my love for her. Okay, all right. Well, uh, currently sitting at one hundred percent approval. We'll see how it plays out. Over the next few days, there's still some time. Um, ooh, this one, this one hurts my heart. This one hurts my heart. The East Southeast Asian delegation selected Shai Ling, um, who you might recognize from the Shang-Chi movie as Shang-Chi's sister. Um, apparently, someone strongly disapproved of East Asian Shai <laughs> Ling. They thought she was. <laughs> uh, I I I guess they they wanted her to be portrayed by Scarlett yeah, Johansson. Scar- exactly, Scar- Scarlett Johansson, Jailene. <laughs> um, wow, listeners, don't you gotta you gotta get in on this because uh, we we can't have someone strongly disapproving of <laughs> of of uh, East Asian Jailene, guys. This is. This is wrong on so many levels. <laughs> um, speak uh, falling short of the threshold. We talked about this last week. Uh, Siegfried, who you know, listen, in the comics, uh, he is definitely uh, tied into Norse mythology, but he's definitely depicted as a brown dude. Um, but eighty-six percent approval rating uh, puts them under the threshold, so no points for Siegfried. Um, also no points. This one hurts. Um, I understand we talked about this last week, uh, booster gold, mm-hmm. uh, white booster gold, only 73% approval rating for white booster gold. So no points. That was, that was my down vote. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, like we said last week, uh, this is a guy who 
consistently escapes accountability for his meddling with the timeline. Uh, and he only got, he only became a superhero because he stole technology, um, probably technology invented by black people, if we're being honest. Um, and then comes to the present day and people find out about it and they're like, oh, so it's all good. It's all good. You're fine. You're fine. That is the whitest thing I've ever heard. Um, and, the, you know, I just think that on that level, white booster gold just seems kind of right. Um, but this one's trickier. Um, the Jewish delegation selected Daniel Ketch, a.k.a. Ghost Rider, a.k.a. the Ghost Rider that nobody likes. Um, I mean, I won't say nobody likes. The weird thing about Dan Ketch is that like his ghost writer, like in terms of his um his story was was a little bit more accessible. His look is you know with the chains and stuff is a little bit more um slightly cooler, but but people consistently overlook him because Johnny Blaze is an awesome name and uh Robbie Reyes is uh, Latino. Uh, Daniel Ketch, not a cool, not a uh, catchy name. Um, yeah, he just kind of, he's, he's the middle child of the Ghost Rider mythos. The fandom, the fandom, they, they, they say to, to Danny Ketch, stop trying to make Ketch happen. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for uh, getting that point <laughs> off before me. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's fitting for the Jewish delegation um that uh you know just just he's awesome but he doesn't doesn't really get the get the love so currently sitting at 83.3 percent approval rating for jewish danny catch uh also also he's a uh, uh johnny blaze's long lost brother which which not a lot of people know about so uh yeah we'll see we'll see how it plays out but uh i'd be fine honestly with with Jewish Danny Ketch. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us to the most baffling. Oh, sorry. Before we get there, 100% approval rating for Polynesian Dawnstar. Um, the Native American delegation got sniped. Uh, the Polynesian delegation got themselves a uh, futuristic Native American um, character, and they got 100% approval rating. So uh, get those points, get those points. But now the most baffling outcome, Latinx delegation selected Jaime Reyes, AKA the Blue Beetle, AKA the first Latino superhero in the DC um, film universe to get a, a project, a theatrical project. Mm -hmm only 81.3% approval, including 6.3% strongly disapproving of Latino Blue Beetle. Fuck is up with that, yeah. That is, that is very bewildering. That is some hateration and some holleration in this dancery. Um, and you, we got to bring back the old school. Uh, racist 6.3 percent i see yeah, i mean that's that's weird what what uh, what what alternative 
could you pop like are you mad that that he's there at all like i mean you can't possibly be like oh no actually i think he should be southeast asian like what <laughs> where else do you think he fits yeah i, I feel you yeah you can't i mean I don't think you can approve at all. I don't think, sorry, I don't think you can disapprove at all, but definitely not strongly disapprove. I mean, literally, like, okay, if, if you go by, if you go by the same logic as, say, for example, um, like a, a, a Filipino character whose last name is Reyes, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, like Echo's situation, she's a, a native and Latina then I guess you can make the argument, but that's like, you you really got to kind of do some, some mental backflips and whatnot. That's not, but like I said, that's not a strong, that's not a strong disapprove. Right. Like if you, if you're like, Oh, I wish he was native American or whatever. Yeah. Like that's, that to me is a somewhat disapprove more yeah. so than a strongly disapprove. Yeah. Strongly disapprove is like, I hate Latinos. <laughs> right exactly you know it's like we already had a blue beetle and he was a white guy like what are we doing with a latino blue beetle you know <laughs> so yeah um and then of course uh right at the end of the week uh north african raza ghoul 100 approval rating 100 emoji for raza ghoul um Nissa Al Ghul, also 100% approval rating. And also, Mara Al Ghul, 100% approval rating. So, yeah. Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention a little bit of family chaining. Wen Wu by the East Asian delegation, uh, family chained through um, Jialing, currently sitting at 100% approval rating. So whoever was racist against Jialing is not being racist against Wen Wu, which I, uh, you know, I do approve of that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just kind of finishing out 80% approval rating for white Rip Hunter um, 80% approval rating for white gold star. These are uh, relatives of Booster Gold. Um, yeah, it didn't, didn't happen for Booster. Sorry, Booster. The, uh, the white privilege didn't extend into the future <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Um, and that's it. That's our week of uh, racial draft business. Randy, uh, what did you think of the week overall? Um, I I'm respecting a lot of the the defensive picks, and and uh, as as you may have noticed by my volume in in the previous parts, you know, previous segments of the show, I, I feel particularly strong. I mean, we we kind of had this week where basically um, everybody's melanin is 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 getting challenged. Um, just like in the news, I mean, not even particularly in the nerd news, but just like everybody, you know, we, I had I had something across the timeline before it was even announced that the the uh, racial goal pick was made for the racial draft this this week. Oh, the, some, the Brad yeah, Pitt, yeah, like <laughs> Brad Pitt as freaking red, like okay, so <laughs> you know that sort of stuff 
and 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 the discourse around um candace candace Patton was talking about all the stuff that was going on with her experiences with the flash we had you know the sam wilson debacle of it all and people are still you know uh uh the the fan wars are still raging <laughs> about that and i believe this week was uh if i'm not mistaken the the conclusion of um not not only was it the release of the latest Black Panther issue, which was highly controversial. Um, oh, what was controversial about this this most recent? Black well, Panther? well, in terms of Black Panther, a lot of the the people that I I mean I'm I'm not quite sure in terms of how you know uh, population wise like uh, how overall it's being received, but the 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 sort of frustration I saw was that a couple of people wanted to drop it just because they felt like um like the writer of the comic uh uh david ridley i want to say his name is john ridley judge yeah okay john ridley um was like that he was doing character assassination on t'challa that basically like all of like his sort of actions or being treated as like his consequences catching up with him and all hmm. this stuff and this, you know, seventh issue sort of culminated and people were like, nope, I'm out. So I don't, I don't really, know. I, I mean, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, I just read it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much for the listeners, but, but I, I gotta ask, like, you know, what, what was so like egregious and out of bounds, I mean, like compared to I- like other incarnations and other versions of t'challa like i don't think anything he did like was like way out of out of line with other things that um, right right and the only thing that's the only thing that like stood out for me was that just people were just holding him accountable yeah exactly and that's 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 how i felt as well but there were some people who felt like it was it was too heavy-handed i mean i will say that I I kind of have a sense of what one moment they were referring to. Um, and it is something that uh that would displease the hoteps highly. We'll, we'll oh, I'll, I'll okay. leave it at that. Okay. Fair and <laughs> fair enough if that's yeah, and 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 on top of that, we had the conclusion of uh I, I kind of dragged off from my train of thought when I when I started talking about Black Panther, but um also we had the conclusion this week if i'm not mistaken of the miles morales uh story which you know kind of still had the featuring of of uh miles thor oh okay i didn't didn't, no i didn't know that miles thor was was back yeah i mean the the last issue of of the mini had all of them like you know all of the miles is is competing against uh, you know fighting against all of the 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 uncle Aaron's and so it was it was um you know of course people were kind of still talking about Thor's characterization Mm -hmm. yeah so this week has been kind of uh uh keeping my you know keeping me on my toes and keeping my mind sort of uh uh aware more than usual of of sort of how how black characters and black actors and and all of that get regarded and how we sort of uh feature and are featured in the discourse Hmm. yeah i mean 
I, I was unaware of some of this discourse, um, thankfully, honestly, but, um, right. you know, um, good to know that from, uh, from our perspective, from what we do here in the podcast, that these conversations about the intersection of uh, race and, and, and the, these characters are still being had, thus reinforcing why we do this, uh, mm -hmm. listeners. Um, feel free to chime in both on, um, you know, the the main um, threads for the for this episode, and and also just in general here, you know, with us on social media, both on Facebook, well, sorry, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you know, I'm gonna like maybe open up some commentary on our Spotify. But um, yeah, we're here. We're all around. We're ready to engage in these discussions. Uh, we're already looking ahead to season five, even though there's still a few more weeks left in season four. Um, but go ahead and let the listeners know where they can find you, Randy. Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter at RandyS0725. And I often use the hashtag superpowerlist. All right. And you can find me at MTFIII on Twitter. Uh, you can find the Racial Draft just generally at Racial Draft Pod on Twitter, uh, Racial Dot Draft on Instagram, and uh, Racial Draft on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we're here. We're, we're, we're ready to engage in these um, sometimes problematic, uh, sometimes um, heart wrenching discussions about, about these, these issues. Um, you know, we're here for the fun. We're here for the not so fun. But, uh, you know, we want to have good discussions. Um, like I said, we're, we're reaching the, um, the home stretch of, of, of season four. And then we're going to have some, some, some good conversations as we start, start to roll into season five. Um, if you're, you know, whatever delegation you represent, whatever uh, background, the, that you claim, like we're always looking for fresh voices uh, uh -huh. to join us on the podcast. Um, hit up either myself or Randy or any of the other people that you know that have appeared on the podcast, and you know we'll try to give you some some time to shine, some time to talk about um, your particular um, relationship um, with uh, representation and culture, and you know nerd culture specifically. And, um, you know, hopefully you can chime in and make your perspective felt and heard uh, with respect to what we're doing with the racial draft going forward. Um, Randy, do you have any uh, parting words for, for the people? Um, as someone who, who uh, means well, but has been known to be loud and wrong, <laughs> I, I would love some more uh well-versed comic nerds, well-versed TV and, and movie nerds to, to hop on in and, uh, and you know, help, help keep me on the straight and narrow and, and just, you know, we, we can take it in a lot of different directions that I may not personally think of um, just of my own self trying to contribute to the pie. Yeah. So guys, till next time, all things are possible.